0: everyone. This is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Walked podcast. I'm back today with my friend, Katie Walkus, and we are talking about the highly distracted homeschool mom. Um, If you listened on Monday and on Wednesday, maybe you are one of those highly distracted homeschool moms like Katie and I are. And if you are, you're in good company and we are in good company. And I wish we could all sit down and have tea with one another um, and just encourage each other because... It's, it can be a little bit overwhelming sometimes, but you know what? I love that Katie pointed out that there are, actually are some benefits to being distracted. Um, as we walk through this journey with our kids, uh, you know, I think what it all comes back to is uh, that we're just people, right? I mean, we're just humans. We're not perfect in any way. We're sinful human beings and we're doing the very best that we can. And really what it comes down to is what are we doing? What, what's the most important thing we're doing with our kids? Are we leading them to Jesus? And we could have the most perfectly structured day, and we can have all of our curriculum perfectly laid out, and we can get through all of our tasks in the day and check every box perfectly. But if you're not pointing your kids to Christ in the, in the, the, the process of doing that, then none of it matters. None of it at all, because that's the most important thing is pointing them to Jesus. And so it's okay if you're distracted. Sometimes distractions come um, as a benefit to our life because it it allows us opportunities to point our kids to Jesus. Um, and so we'll talk a little bit more about that, but, but I want to talk first about helping our kids. Um, Who are like us, maybe who are easily distracted. And so we're going to kind of jump into that question. Uh, But before we do, I want to say thank you again to our sponsor, CTC Math. If you guys are looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. You guys have heard us talk about it for years. Um, We continue to have a great relationship with CTC Math, and they continue to sponsor this podcast because we believe in them and they believe in us. And we are so grateful for. This resource that moms have, and especially for those of you who are highly distracted and you need something to help you get through the day, and maybe math is one of those subjects that you just can't get to or you just don't want to. You just math is not your thing. CTC math is such a great opportunity for you to get your kids to sit down and learn math without you having to take the time to do it. So, try them out ctcmath.com. So Katie, let's talk about kids um, for a few minutes. Um, Again, uh, you know, it's, I think most of us, even those type A moms who have it all together, if she's got more than one kid, it's likely that she probably has a child who is highly distracted um, and who just has a hard time focusing. So what encouragement uh, can you give for those moms? Well, the first
1: thing is just to be patient with your kids, um, you know, and understand that it's a process and that there are training, things that need to happen. This is not something for most kids that come supernaturally. Yeah. Um and so and then the the big thing is really looking at those environmental distractions. I know we talked about that on Wednesday. Um but those environmental distractions for kids are huge. We as homeschool moms oftentimes look at all the Pinterest boards of all the pretty homeschool rooms and we we want to have the charts on the walls and the fun colors and all the paintings and all the things. And in reality typically the highly distracted homeschooler children are going to get distracted by those things and they actually do better typically in a more minimal environment Mm -hmm. Um, and that doesn't mean you're you have to be a minimalist or your whole home has to be minimal but maybe that means that child needs to work in a different atmosphere than the rest of those places Uh, maybe if you have a homeschool room they need to do better in the living room than working with everybody else Um, the other thing is noise right our distracting kids noises can be very distracting so noise canceling headphones have been a lifesaver in our home you can get them from walmart amazon they're like ten dollars you don't have to buy super fancy ones um and having my kids be able to just kind of block out (laughs) the external Mm -hmm. they can still hear me right they can still hear my voice but it blocks out a lot of that white noise and helps a lot with being able to focus
0: yeah, that is such a great point. And it it's so funny as you're talking and it's like, yep, that's me. <laughs> I cannot focus if there's if it's something that I need to focus on. Yes. Um, you know, if I'm if I'm reading something that I really need to concentrate on, or if I'm writing something or, you know, studying something, if I'm preparing, you know, to speak, anything like that, I have to have complete, absolute silence. And so I'll put earplugs in. Um, No, sometimes I'll go to the library and I'll just put earplugs in. (laughs) I I cannot have any distractions around me because otherwise I just can't focus on what I'm trying to do. But my husband is the complete opposite. He and my oldest daughter, actually both of my girls um, to a point, they need to have something going on in their ears in order to be able to really focus and concentrate. It's the most interesting thing. And when Garrett was going through college, I he would he would listen to music loud as he was writing his papers and I yes. was like how in the world <laughs> and he would say I can't write without listening so to music.
1: I have kids like that as well um and yeah. oftentimes it tends to hit around middle school at least in our home is when they start needing that music more. Um, so yeah. we have boundaries around that. Um, so if you have kids who love to listen to music, at least in our home, what we have found to work is we say you can have music, but it has to be without lyrics because uh. the second there's lyrics going, your mind's mm-hmm. kind of getting spent in two different places. Right. And so, you know, in most homeschoolers' minds, they probably envision, you know, classical music sure. being played throughout the home. Mozart, Beethoven. Right. <laughs> Instead, in my home, I gave the parameters that it had to be without lyrics. And so uh-huh. we end up with a ton of techno music. Um, which just kind of like
0: Oh, that's funny.
1: It <laughs> <laughs> makes me crazy. But yeah. my boys, my boys are actually able to listen or to work so much better when they have yeah. that going. Um, they also enjoy like the piano guys where they do all the fun music parodies and things like that um and so there are a lot of things that they just enjoy listening to and it really does help them focus so you have to find what works for you and your child and don't assume just because something doesn't work for one that it won't work for the other it's worth trying um and reducing the visual distractions so I, i talked about the visual distractions on the walls but for kids, sometimes making little barriers, you know, taking those project boards that you can get from Walmart, like for science fairs, yeah. um, or even some manila file folders and taping them together um, to give your child a little bit of a, a private workspace. Mm-hmm. We also are a family who were very picky about when we work all together. So we come together for group subjects, but when they're working individually, they kind of scatter throughout the house so they don't get distracted by each other. Um, right. So just thinking through what works for you and your children is a huge help in that area. And then of course, like what we were talking about um, the other day is teaching your kids how to make lists and the importance of lists.
0: One of the greatest benefits of homeschooling Mm -hmm. is that there is not a classroom in the world that I know of where a teacher can take each individual child and say, okay, here is your learning style and here are your learning abilities. And, oh, Johnny needs noise-canceling headphones and, you know, Michael needs techno music playing in his ears. Okay, let me cater to each one of these child's, you know, needs. You can't do that with kids in a classroom. But as their mom, we get to focus on what their needs are, what their abilities are, what their capabilities are. And we can really help them to learn and to be able to focus on the task at hand. And it's part of our job as their mom to teach them how to do those things, right? And in teaching them as their homeschool teacher, we have such an advantage over kids who are in a classroom. You know, kids, as we we talk to moms, and still there are so many moms, especially those new homeschool moms, who think that when they sit down and read with their kids, their kids need to sit on their little carpet square with their legs crossed and their hands in their laps, crisscross applesauce, and be totally silent so that they can hear the book that you're reading to them. And every seasoned homeschool mom that I know (laughs) will tell all of the new homeschool moms, no, 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 your kids need to move. They need to do something with Mm -hmm. their hands. They need some kind of what... what uh." classroom teacher would think of as a distraction, right? Our kids need that. They need Play-Doh. They need to draw. They need to color. They need some kind of fidget in their hands. They need to be flipped upside down, standing on their head so that they can listen to what it is that you're saying to them so that they can actually learn. And so what a classroom would see as a distraction, we get to see as homeschool moms as an advantage, to teaching our kids in the home. And uh, it, it is such a privilege. I love homeschooling. I love being able to know that my girls need to listen to music yes. when they really need to concentrate on something, and that's what works for them. So let's take a break. We'll be right back. No parent should homeschool alone. You have a God-given calling to bring up your child to love God and to steward his creation. And BJU Press exists to help you be successful in that endeavor. Visit their website at BJUPressHomeschool.com or call 1-800-845-5731 to connect with an experienced homeschool consultant.
2: Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their Creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at
0: Apologia.com. We are back with Katie. So this has been such an encouraging week. Um, I've loved talking about this, you know, there's some strange comfort in knowing I'm not the only one. And I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy to be easily distracted. Um, I, I think you said in, I think it was part one, you talked to a lot of moms um, yeah. who deal with this. And I do too. I mean, this is, it's a real thing. And sometimes you talked about how there can be strengths to it, um, but there can also be real blessings to distractions, right? Yeah. Talk about that. How can distractions in our day sometimes turn into an actual blessing for our kids
1: yeah i think i think the big thing is like going back to that definition that we're talking about about how it's it could be something good or something bad that pulls us away from what we should be prioritizing and we oftentimes think about those things that pull us away all the time from those things we want to accomplish but i think god oftentimes uses distractions to challenge us in what we're prioritizing and that is such a big problem. I know for myself that whether it be the to-do list or the chores or the homeschooling, or even you know wanting to spend family time, how many times have we been like, we're gonna spend a quality family day together. We're gonna take a trip and we're gonna have fun. And all these things keep coming up and we get frustrated. And I feel like a lot of times it's a reminder to be like, hey, this is actually the most important thing. Yes, yeah. your kids are fighting right now, but you get the opportunity to teach them conflict resolution skills. Mm -hmm. And that opportunity to teach them that is going to impact them so much more than that trip to the park that you were hoping to take um, or that math lesson that you were going to teach. Having the opportunity to teach our kids that there are things that are worth setting aside our to-do list for, that when that mother is going to the hospital and she needs someone to come pick up her little kids because she's got no one else, that is 100% worth putting this aside. And I think that's what many of us who homeschool, we want to teach our kids is we want to teach them to serve others. We want them to have right priorities and we want them to learn. We want them to get the academics, but the academics are not the main thing. Um, And this really allows us to teach them that in a really tangible way.
0: Yeah. Yep. I love that. Um, Rachel and Davis, Carmen, Rachel is by far uh, one of my greatest mentors. Um, I love her. And one of the things that I've learned from them is character over curriculum, Mm -hmm. and that it's so much more important to build the character into our kids. And so, as you're saying, you know, as the day goes on and our kids are arguing with each other, or there's an opportunity for them to, you know, maybe help the neighbor bring in her groceries, you know, that math book is still going to be sitting on the table in 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. It's okay if it doesn't go perfectly by your schedule. Let them go be a blessing to the neighbor or take the 10 minutes or sometimes hour that it takes or however long it takes to teach our kids conflict resolution Mm -hmm. and being able to just pour into their character because that's part of life. It's part of school. I mean, homeschooling, like you said, it's the academics are just the icing on the cake, we're preparing our kids for life. And so we tend to just focus so much on the academics and we've got to get this done. We've got to get these worksheets done. We've got to get this curriculum done. We've got to get to the end of the book. And we miss all of the things that are around us. We, all of the opportunities that we have to be able to teach our kids and point them to Jesus and build character in them and build their relationships with one another. And, uh, and I think it's unfortunate um, that we often miss out on those things, uh, because if, if we're looking for them, we will see them and we will find them. Mm-hmm. But when our kids are separated from us mm-hmm. for 40-some hours a week, we miss out on a lot of opportunities to build character, to build godly character mm-hmm. into them. So, uh, so yeah, that is a great advantage. I love that so much. Um, what is one last bit of encouragement um, or advice that you can give to our audience?
1: I think a big thing to focus on with your kids is to teach them how to come back from a distraction. And this goes for us and for our kids. So we know distractions are gonna come. We can reduce them, but we can't remove them because Mm -hmm. God didn't create us to have our own perfect bubble for our glory, right? It's for His glory that we were put on this earth and to serve others and to serve Him. And so it's one of those, those distractions are going to come. So teaching our kids those distractions are going to come. Recognizing ourselves, those distractions are going to come. And instead, really giving our kids and ourselves anchors in our day where we can kind of refocus. So for, for every family, it's different. Um, your anchors, if you don't have anchors in your day, you can just use meal times of like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So maybe the whole morning is a distracted mess and it's overwhelming. And you just, the phone kept ringing and the neighbors came to the door and the dog got out and you know, the chickens are everywhere or whatever. We can go, okay, but now it's lunchtime and we're going to restart and mm-hmm. we're going to like this is this is the next part of the day. And kind yeah. of dividing your day up into those chunks're we so quick, our kids especially are so quick to be like, it's a bad day. And yeah. they just label it that way. and that's just kind of how it's stuck. And it's like, no, this was a bad first quarter. Like, you know, we're
2: gonna yeah. we're gonna go into the second <laughs>
1: quarter stronger. Um, and so really teaching them how to refocus, to take the opportunity to pray. Yeah. Um, to take the opportunity to confess sins. If we lost our temper, if we got upset because things didn't go the way we wanted, take that opportunity to say, I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? And be like, guys, let's start fresh. Um, yeah. so I really encourage you to have those anchors in your day and to be able to refocus and restart and teach our kids that because that's probably one of the most valuable skills you'll be able to teach your kids.
0: Yeah. Yep. Going into adulthood. Yes. <laughs> Awesome, uh, Katie. Thank you for your encouragement this week. It's been so much fun chatting with you, um, and just so refreshing. I I, <laughs> I feel like you know we need to have a club. Yes. We Need to like yes. start some kind of you know focused club for the distracted homeschool mom. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Though of course that would be just another distraction for us. So maybe we won't do that. <laughs> but, but thank you for your encouragement um, and yes. just your wisdom. Um, and thanks for being so transparent. Um, just about where where you've been, where you are, and what the Lord is doing in your life and in your family. Um, one more time, tell people where they can find out more about, about you.
1: Yeah, you can find me on YouTube at Life the Mundane. Or you can find me, uh, we have a podcast for parenting and biblical marriage encouragement that I do with my husband. It's also called Life Mundane. Um, And finally, you can find me at Made to Homeschool, which is a new community, online community curated by Christian homeschool content creators that is all about encouraging and um, equipping
0: you for this homeschool journey. So we would love to be able to see you in any of those places. Love it. We'll put all those links in the show notes. You guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for watching. We are so grateful for you. If you've not yet checked out our merch store, check it out on our website, schoolhouserocked.com. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see the little banner down at the bottom. We've got T-shirts, we've got bags, we've got mugs, we've got all sorts of fun things um, that you can purchase to help support the ministry of Schoolhouse Rocked. We love you guys. Have a great rest of your day and we'll see you back here next week. Stick around till the end of the show for a preview of what's coming next on the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast.
2: What we do at IEW is break through the the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts. And we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it.
0: To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com slash rocked.
2: People say that um, if you homeschool, uh, you get a second chance at your own education. And, you know, I heard that along the way and being a kind of bookish sort, I thought, hey, that sounds great go back to school and fill in all those gaps from along the way, and it's really true that you get a second chance at your education, but it it doesn't mean what you think it means because education is not what we think it is. Um, Most of us, especially those of us who grew up in a a public school environment, really do understand education to be the acquisition of facts, data, data acquisition, right, mastery, Um, and very few of us grew up in an environment where we understand education Um, to be a little more philosophical, the opening of a mind to contemplate itself thinking (laughs) and to come to understand what manner of creature it is and what manner of creature it's not. Um, I like to say that education can't save you, but it can um, put you in the proper mindset to see that you need saving.